0: Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast.
1: Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now,
0: up to to bat, bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Boone. Today on the program, I sit down with a four-time All-Star, a seven-time Gold Glove winner, uh, he's currently broadcasting for the Los Angeles Angels. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Langston. Langer, thanks for coming on the program.
1: Booney, thanks for having me.
0: It's been a while. It was good catching up. Uh, for those of you listening to the Boone podcast, uh, we just got back. A lot of us just got back from a whirlwind a week up in Seattle, and, and we got to hang out and, and talk a little bit. It was good catching up. Biggest story in baseball right now. Shohei Otani. You probably never talked about it. Mark does the games for the angels every night. So I'm sure he's, he doesn't ever tackle this one, but. I'm running out of ways to describe. it. I never thought we'd see this. I never thought in in my wildest dreams, I never thought we'd see it at this level. You know, I thought, Hey, as, as life goes on, things improve you see things i thought one day maybe a you know maybe a seven hole hitter in the lineup maybe a guy that'll chew up a few innings in the bullpen that might happen one day but this is unbelievable give it to me you see it on the daily explain to the audience what you're seeing
1: yeah i think both of us have seen guys you know in the runs during the national league some pitchers that were were pretty good hitters not great hitters but could hold their own in the batters box some guys that had some power you knew when on the mound, you would have a scout report on some certain pitchers. Like, hey, man, this guy could swing the bat to where you had to pay attention to him instead of the guy that you knew you could just run right through him. Uh, Shohei, you know, you never know. When he first came over, when you throw a hundred and 102 like Shohei's capable of, you always know that's going to play no matter what. So I always thought the pitching side of it, he would be fine. But I thought the offensive side, it's a different ballgame over here in the majors compared to what they face in Japan as far as the elite pitchers that are over here. This is the world's best. In Japan, they have Japan's best. This is the world's best. I thought he would struggle offensively and right out of the gate. And he had a horrible spring. His first spring with the Angels was horrible to the point he had a big high leg kick. He made instant adjustments. He got rid of that big high leg kick. All of a sudden, just basically did a quick toe tap and off he went. So offensively, I was already like going, wow, maybe this guy's going to be a, a okay hitter here at the Major League level and be able to hold his own. And we've just seen that, obviously, at Tommy John, you know, after his first season with the Angels, uh, you know, when the season ended. But he came back. He was a DH. So we never saw the total package in play. You always went. Okay, I've seen glimpses of the pitching. seen offensively. I've seen him be able to do some things offensively, drive the ball the other direction but we really didn't see the whole total package come together until two years ago when he won his first MVP, where he went, Oh my gosh, pitching wise on point 45 home runs for Shohei. That is legit. And then last year, obviously, you know, the, the season that Aaron judge had, you know, he, I, Shohei to me was still like, I don't know how you could overlook what Shohei was doing last year. He didn't have the same offensive numbers, but he had better pitching numbers last year than he did the year before where he won the MVP. And then you come into this season and it, uh, you know, the pitching side's a little bit down for him this year, but the offensive side is through the roof. This guy is such an impact guy in this lineup. And you're talking now a team without Mike Trout, without protection, no Anthony Radon, no Mike Trout. There is not a ton of protection around this guy. And again, last night he hits his 34th home run of the season. Booney, (laughs) I, I don't, you know, we just came from the All-Star game. This guy made the All-Star team as a hitter and as a pitcher. Yeah. He made it in both elements. So, uh, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know if we will ever, I mean ever, see a guy do it at the level that Shohei's able to do it.
0: And I'm with you, too. A year ago, we're sitting here. Well, not a year. The postseason awards a year ago. Yeah. And I was in the minority. I, I know people in Anaheim. And in Southern California, we're saying exactly what they were echoing. What you were saying was, show he's the MVP. I'm trying to take this from a non-biased situation as I can. I'm looking at Aaron Judge and as an offensive player that played this game a long time. What Aaron Judge, What once you start putting a six in front of your home runs, it's a different <laughs> level. That's a different yes. world. What Aaron Judge did last year, one of the greatest offensive seasons in the history of baseball. I'll give you that. But... As long as he, he's playing it kind of what we expect him to play it and come to expect now, nobody else is even in the conversation for me. Right. It's not even close. I don't care if Shoei hit 30 homers, which I say 30 homers like a bad year, <laughs> and and has a – 3-9 ERA. He's going to the mound every fifth day and hitting 30. That's automatic MVP. It's automatic. you right. not replace that level of uh, performance. It's it's not even scalable. Anyway, I'm with you on that. A year ago, he should have two MVPs in a row. This year, the MVP is already over. He oh, should, it's over. It should be his third straight. Um, and yeah, I feel bad. Uh, Aaron Judge, you should win the Hank Aaron Award. That would be great. Yeah showy should have. He should have two MVPs, and I'm one of those guys yeah. that if you earn the award, oh no, we, you know showy's going to win it a lot. It doesn't matter when you win it, you win it. Give me the sure. hardware. That's the way it is because we have a short window to collect as much hardware as we can. Sure, that's no not bad. why. We, that's not why we play the game. But you know, a guy that won seven Gold Gloves, hey, I want my Gold Glove if I earned it. You know, that's just the way life is. Um, strictly from a pitcher's perspective. Yeah your career, anyone you ever saw, you got any comps to Shohei Ohtani on the mound?
1: Oh, man. That's, uh, you know, Shohei, I've seen, he's got so many different weapons, and that's the thing. And we don't even see the split anymore. Before, he had one of the best splits that I had seen. You know, when you throw, again, 101 miles an hour, you know it as a hitter. You've got to dial that bat speed up, and then you have a absolute wipeout swing and miss split that's right behind it. You're in trouble. Because, you know, if he gets the two strikes, that splits right behind it. And it's coming in at 91, 92. He threw it at 93 sometimes. It's almost impossible with great depth to it for you to lay off it. When he executed right down the middle of the plate, because, you know, as a hitter, that looks hittable. I got to go get it. And the bottom Mm -hmm. falls out. You're in big trouble. Um, It's tough to get comps because there's times you see that. There's times you see, you know, one of the best fastballs in the game of baseball. He's got this big sweeping slider. They call it the sweeper, but it's just a big break slider uh, that he's had a lot of success with this, and he's had a lot of issues with it this year. That thing, and you know better than me as a hitter, the more you see it, the more comfortable you're going to get with it. Yes, if he executes it and puts it in good spots, he, he will get you out, and, and get, usually it's a swing and miss. But if he makes a mistake, that's the one a guy like you, you're going to jump all over it because you've seen it so much. So he's gotten. To the point to where he was using it so much that guys were hitting it out and uh, he made some mistakes with it. So now we're seeing a little more velo, he's going a little more fastballs, a little cut now. He's mixing the cutter. It, it that's the part that's the hardest thing. I don't, you know, most guys you can game plan and go, okay, we kind of know a little bit of a window what you're going to see. Shohei has got to be the toughest guy in the majors to game plan for, so that's what makes it hard for me to compare him to a lot of other guys because he has so many different weapons to attack you with maybe you darvish and you know another guy that comes from Japan in his prime when you was in his prime and through you know he had six or seven different weapons to use and a great split to go with it um, but it's hard to compare him because he's got one of the better sweeping sliders he's got one of the best fastballs so he he, he checks a lot of boxes for a lot of different guys. he is a fierce and I mean fierce competitor on the mound. Does not want to ever give up a run. Doesn't ever want to come out of a game. Those things that I, that's old school. I love that stuff. The guys that want it, they want, he wants to compete. He wants, you know, and the big thing with Shohei, you know, it's the big stage. He wants a big stage. He excels when the lights get brighter. Uh, And it's just fun to watch him from a pitching standpoint, uh, knowing that when he's on the mound, he's always that guy. You played along with a lot of, great aces in the world in your time and when they're on the mound you expect to win that game that game has got to be a w in your back pocket
0: you're right you you mentioned the <clears throat> getting a little uh the overuse of the slider and as yeah. hitters what what we try to do and what i try to do to any ace Man, if I can eliminate one of their pitches, it becomes yeah. more predictable for me. And if and right. if you got so many pitches that I'm not sure what you're going to go with tonight, it's a guessing game. Uh, <clears throat> you know, well, I always went into the aces. I always went into a Randy Johnson, a Pedro, a Maddox, a Smoltz, a Glavin. And I've got to get on one or the other because I'm not going right. to hit. But I'm not going to hit Randy's slider and I'm not right. going to hit his fastball. Now, I can touch his slider. I'm not saying I can't physically hit it. I'm talking about hit it and right. hurt him with it. Uh, it's either one or the other. And if I'm right. on the wrong side of the ledger, it's going to be a long night for me. Right. Shohei, you know, it's, it's either soft or hard, but it seems like everything's hard. I, I had a hitting coach. He'll go unnamed. But I remember we were facing somebody. I forget who had a nasty split. And he said, Booney, here's the deal. <clears throat> if he starts the split as a strike, you know it's going to be a ball. And, and I I put my hand on my head. I said, don't you realize that the split has the illusion that it's a fastball? That's why we chase yeah. it. If right. I knew it was a split, I know it's going to be in the dirt. Right. I'm not going to swing at it, but I couldn't believe it. And this hitting coach was a prominent hitter. And I'm going, have we forgot what hitting is like and how hard right. it is? But interesting. Uh, Mark Langston, you're in your prime. Face and showy. Any way you attack him. On the hitting side.
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, I'm still, I've got to make him beat me the other direction. And he's got pop the other way. He's got line to line power. That's a second to none. uh, And he's got plate coverage second to none. That's the thing that's impressive to me. Uh, Last night, he almost hit a ball out uh, in that game last night against the Astros on a pitch that's outside, no legs. I'm talking zero lower half. And he was able to extend and still boogie whip it almost into the right field seats. It ended up hooking foul, but the plate coverage that he has is dangerous. He's a guy that uh, I'm just going to kind of explain the way he, he goes about it before I tell you how I would go after him, but uh, you know, he can, he can hits, hits velocity. And that's one thing. It's tough to do both, but he's able to do both because of the plate coverage that he has Even when he's fooled and doesn't have any lower half, he can still extend and do damage that direction. And he can get to elevated fastballs with below on it. And uh, it's impressive. I still got to pound him in. I need to pound him in hard to make him so conscious of that fastball. And uh, once I can, if I feel like I can just do a little bit of work inside, obviously then I'm going sliders and breaking balls off that outside part of plate. And if you beat me the other way, big guy, I I will tip my hat, but you are going to have to beat me into the left center field area.
0: And you bring uh, another guy that you've seen a lot. uh, We're talking plate coverage is like a Vladimir Guerrero senior. Sure. I mean, I played against him for you and I was amazed. And we'd be in the hitters meetings or the pitchers meetings and they, sometimes they'd bring me in from a defensive standpoint and say, what do you think with Vladdy? I said, throw it down the middle. I said, you think you're going to get him to nibble off the plate? His strength is hitting balls out of the strike zone. He was that one in a million guy that I'd never seen that any of us had ever seen before. That was a hall of fame offensive player, but didn't walk much. He would swing at anything and would do damage on anything. When you talk about plate coverage, I think of that, right, I want one, I got one more question for you about showy and then we can move on. Uh, As a fan. I watch, we all have our preconceived notions as ex players. Some guys rub us wrong, some guys we like right out of the gate. Right. Shohei, that smile, yeah. uh, he seems, it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, you see him on a daily basis. It seems that in a humble way, he realizes how ridiculous what he's doing right now is. I think he sits there and goes, you know, pinches himself like, I can't believe I'm doing it at this high of a level. But it's not in an arrogant way, it's in a humble way. I see it when he steals a base, like, oh, yeah, by the way, I can, <laughs> I can steal 20 as well. It's almost like he, he steals second base, looks at the second base, the second baseman, I know what he's thinking. What can't this guy do? Right. But in a way, he's kind of smiles at him like, man, I'm having fun. <laughs> and I, I don't know how I do all this, but I do it. And I, and I realize that I'm, I'm doing things that no one else has done before, but it's not in an arrogant, like, yeah, get out of my way type way. It's I'm embracing the game, the face of baseball. It's great because he's doing what he's yep. doing. Such a big star coming to free agency. is going to be ridiculous for him, but he's doing it like in a real little kid type way. And, yep. it, and it's refreshing. And for older players, ex-players like, like me and you to watch him, it's just, it's, it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I, I've said it. You know, obviously the Angels have another superstar in Mike Trout. And Mike Trout – and before, obviously, Shohei got here. And I always tell people, close your eyes and have a picture in your head of what you think your superstar is like. I go, Mike Trout is that guy. As a guy that – you know, I always look to the great players when I'm sitting in the dugout watching them play. You know, the Cal Ripkins, the Robin Younts, the Paul Moliners, these guys uh, – you watch them, how they go about their business. And Mike Trout was always that guy. He would hit a ground ball back to the pitcher. He puts, he puts his head down, and he sprints to first base. Uh, he never takes a playoff. He's always playing hard. Shohei, but you don't see the, the kind of the kid-like atmosphere with Trout. Trout's a business, more business-like, very focused. Shohei, I'm with you. Shohei, it looks like he's having... As much fun as we are watching him, he's having the same fun doing the things that we love watching. Uh, he's, he's, he has that infectious smile that is, uh, it's it just carries over. You can see his teammates love him. They absolutely adore the guy because they're in awe, obviously, watching what he does. Uh, and then he interacts with them. You know, it's not like he's, he does it and then he sits over to the side and doesn't interact he's goofing around with them in between innings, you know, and and has some fun with these guys. I've seen it many times. They have the samurai warrior hat every time a a guy hits a home run and Shohei's the guy that brought the hat in and it's legit. And so they put it on after they hit the home run and they go out and they acknowledge the bullpen with the, you know, big slash. Uh, and, And there's been many times when Shohei hits it, that Patrick Sandoval, one of the pitchers on the team, He'll take it off and he'll put the hat on Patrick Sandoval just so a pitcher gets to feel, you know, th- yeah, I get to wear the helmet and he goes out and does the slash. So that's the kind of fun that Shohei brings into that uh, to that locker room and out on the field. And you're right, when you watch opposing players, everybody in the game of baseball is in awe of what he does. Both you and I know. I know one, I know one half of the equation. I know the pitching side of it. You know one half of the equation. You know the offensive side of it. You know how hard it is. To prep and get ready for every night, every game that comes up. I know, you know, getting prepared for a start, everything that's involved, all the preparation that you have to do, not only mentally, but physically. You're the same boat on an everyday basis, the grind of everyday baseball, getting ready for that day's pitcher. To see this guy do it and do it at the elite level on each side of it. Uh, he's got, he's got everybody in the game of baseball is in awe of what he has been capable of doing. Uh, And, and, and just, again, his attitude is, you can see it. It's infectious. The smile he's enjoying it. And I think a lot of it has got to be given to Joe Madden, Joe Madden, when he came here, because before Shohei, when he first got here, he didn't hit three days or a day before he pitched. He didn't hit the day he pitched and he didn't hit the day after he pitched. That was kind of the rules that he came with when he came over here, and the Angels were were trying to keep him in that framework. Joe Madden came and came to him and said, "Do you want to, if you want to hit every day, you can hit every day. I don't care. You have to let me know how your body feels and how everything goes. You want to hit the day before you pitch, knock yourself out. Just let me know if you need an off day, and we'll give you a day off." Uh, and so Joe Madden took all the reins off this guy, took the wrapper off this guy, and said. Go have fun Go enjoy. And that's what he told him. Go enjoy it. Go be that great player that you have aspired to be. And he definitely has excelled ever since that kind of, they took the wrappers off him and just let show, Hey, you just go do your thing and uh, let us know, be honest with you need to take a break. And I don't ever see the guy take a break. I've never seen this guy take a day off. He could throw seven innings, throw 110 pitches Uh, and grind through a start, and he's in that lineup the next day. And I know what it feels like after pitching the next day, how your body is beat up. It's beat up, and Shohei posts up every day, every day.
0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. That's that's a great point, too, and because I think when we saw Shohei for the first time, the biggest question is, well, we've never seen this before. How do we right. handle it? Do right. we pitch him out of the bullpen? Do we give him that, like you were saying, day off before, day off after? There's no formula. There's no track record. Right. There's no data points to go to. So maybe that's the best thing is let the player decide, you know, in a game today and you watch it. I watch it. It's different. Than when we played the injuries are unbelievable. I sometimes I go, that guy's injured again, you know, right. and we're so cognizant and aware of pitch counts, and yet more pitchers in the history of baseball are getting hurt nowadays. Yeah. You look at you you look at the show he formula, and it's we do what he tells us to do, right? And it's unbelievable. And and knock on wood, because that's the one thing as a fan I I, I think every day is. Is this too good to be true? He did right. it last, he did it last year, he did it the year before. He's doing it again. Right. It's almost like I want to put him in bubble wrap to walk <laughs> around life because right. we want to see this as long as we possibly can. Sure. He's coming up on free agency. I know Moreno had the <clears throat> had the team on the market. He took it off the market, I think, because he wanted to retain Shohei Otani. And I hear all this talk now is oh is he going to get traded so the angels get something for him free agency is going to be a nightmare for for everybody there's going to be teams lining up 600 million i'm hearing all that yep but when i'm asked as a player i said well you're not talking about the important things where is show comfortable obviously he's comfortable playing at anaheim yep. stadium he is he hits there he pitches well there there's something to that as a player yep. you as a pitcher me as a hitter when I'm a free agent, I'm going to eliminate certain towns because I'm going, I hate that ballpark. I don't do right. well there. Yeah, the money's great. But if the money's all the same, it's where do I want to raise my kids? Where am I comfortable? Do I love hanging out in Newport Beach and playing yes. at Anaheim Stadium? My favorite offensive place of all time, Mark, was was back in the day, the Big A, now Anaheim sure. Stadium. Yes. I loved hitting there. If I was 0 for 15 coming in, I am I go, I know it's going to turn around here because sure. it always does. If Absolutely. I'm a free agent right now, Anaheim's in play for me because, man, I love hitting there. But maybe Kansas City's not because for some reason I don't see the ball, something like right. that. And people d- aren't realizing when they're talking about free agents, they're talking about the Yankees and Boston, all the big boys are going to come after them. But they forget back in the beginning when Shohei originally came over to the States. He chose Anaheim. He did. There were other options. Yes. He chose Anaheim, so... We're so quick to just ignore, oh, he's definitely going to sign with somebody else. Well, why didn't he do that originally? Something about right. Anaheim drew him here. Uh, so it, I don't think it's just a closed deal like, oh, he's definitely – got to get rid right. of because he's definitely not going to choose Anaheim. The money's all the same, and we all right. at this point are thinking yep. – probably going to be north of 600 and it's not going to be a matter of one team offering three one six all the money's going to be there comes down to where is he happy for the next 10 years because that's a huge part of it and if the angels commit to building pitching around him why not stay here why not play with trout for the rest of his career and and whoever uh Moreno decides to go after in the future so I don't know I I don't think it's a done deal that he just leaves Anaheim you're on the ground floor you might be hearing something different
1: yeah no I'm 100% with you there's a reason he chose the Angels and he chose the Angels he had a chance to go to every team in baseball he did choose here and he chose it you know there Mike Trout was a big part of that by the way Mike Trout was involved in the negotiation and talked to show a a couple of different times in Zoom saying, Hey man, we want you. When you have the best player, and everybody recognized Mike Trout, uh you you want to listen to him, and that's a, a big draw for him. He is incredibly comfortable here. You know, you routine, and he's a routine guy. He is all about a routine. Routine makes everything go well for you. When you are in your routine. You know, you know, where to go to eat. You know, everything's just kind of in order for you. It, it means something to players to disrupt that and go and say, yes, you know, the, the finances are definitely going to be, it, that, as you mentioned, it's going to be large dollars anywhere he goes, whether he stays here, Dodgers, Yankees, where, wherever, going be. that is going to be fairly in the same ballpark. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, it, it does boil down to, you know, where are you comfortable here? But for Shohei, he's made it loud and clear he wants to win. Now, the the Angels were in a good spot three weeks ago. They were they were in the wild card. They were already in the wild card and I think, three or four games behind the Texas Rangers and charging, playing really well. And then all of a sudden, uh, it, with the injuries hit. Mike Trout goes down. Brandon Drury goes down. Gio Urshela goes down. These were key guys. Zach Neto, the new shortstop. He goes down and this team has sputtered since that time. Now they got a couple of guys back. They don't have Drury back yet. And Trout won't be back until, man, I think mid-August at best, uh, maybe later towards the end of August. Uh, so it, it, is there enough to prove to show, hey, yes, this team is heading the right direction? I think they were, and that was the exciting part because you know how important that element is. And that's important. That was an important element for me when I was a free agent. I, you know, I played in Seattle where we weren't very good. You played on the good Seattle teams. I didn't play on the good Seattle teams. Uh, you know, I had a little bit of taste of, of playoff stuff when I got traded to Montreal and they were a very good team. Uh, so when I, you know, wanted to be a free agent, I'm with the same boat. I started looking which ballparks did I like, you know, which teams have a chance to win. What You know, you look for that combination and certainly the Angels you know, checked every box for me. They had missed the postseason by a game the year before. I'd played against them so much. I knew their personnel pretty well uh, and felt comfortable that if that was where I was going to go, I felt very comfortable coming here. So those are all the decisions you have to make when you become a free agent. And for Shohei, he he knows this like the back of his hand. He knows that, hey, man, if these guys were still in the lineup, we would be a very good team. We would be a postseason team. You know, and and now is there enough that uh, he's going to go, you know, maybe I'm going to try it somewhere else. And and believe me, there are zero, zero guarantees when you leave wherever you are that that team is going to win. There are zero. You can look right down, right in your backyard, the Padres. They are on paper, the best team that you write those names down, you go, holy smokes, how does this team ever lose? They have a rotation, they have a bullpen, and they have some of the best offensive players. And yet we look at them today and you go, man, they, they a, a real legitimate shot of not making the postseason. So there are no guarantees when you think, OK, I'm going to go play for this team because they're they're going to win. Uh, and I, in fact, I have a little story when I uh, when I went to Cleveland, my last year was in with the Cleveland Indians. And back in the, the end of the 90s, there, there wasn't a better team than the Cleveland Indians. I mean, that team wins 100 games you know, just running out on the field because of the talent that they had. Uh, and the year that I was there, we got to the postseason. We ended up losing to the Red Sox in the postseason. So Chuck Finley, my my real good friend, was a free agent. And I told Chuck, I go, Chuck, I there are no guarantees in baseball because it's all about getting to the postseason. You, you and I both know that. That's why you mm-hmm. put a uniform on every day is to get to the postseason. And I told Chuck, there are no guarantees, but this is the closest thing to a guarantee as there is. This is a powerhouse team in a weak division. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're going to win 100 games, and they, they're they going to get to the postseason. So Chuck sucks with the Indians. And I ended up retiring in spring training, and that is the first year that the Tribe did not go to the postseason, that first year Chuck had. So uh, there, there are no guarantees that you think, okay, I want to go because I want to win. That team you're going to is going to be that team that's going to get you there.
0: You're right. And and that Cleveland team of, of the 90s, they were unbelievable. Everybody, the 90s team was the Atlanta Braves in the National League. Yes. Uh, but the, the Cleveland was the closest thing to that Braves run. Braves They're won right. one World Series, one, and with arguably the greatest pitching staff in the history yep. of baseball assembled yep. for that 10 year period. You're right. This game is so fickle and you can line up perfect and yep. it doesn't matter. That doesn't right. that doesn't automatically say you're going to win the World Series. I think a lot of teams, you made a great example of the San Diego Padres this year pitching a lot better than I thought they were, but they're 14th right. in offense with, on paper, the best offense in baseball. So no baseball, no rhyme or reason, doesn't always make sense. The last thing about Joey is he's he transcends the game. He's one of those few guys. He's one of the few guys that a Philadelphia, and you know Phillies fans, oh, yeah. a Philadelphia Phillies fan. Will cross the line and buy a Shohei Otani item. He's that big, and Philly right. fans are—they're as faithful as anybody I know. They That's don't right. go outside of their Phillies, their Flyers, no. their Eagles. But Shohei, he's that big that people will go over the edge and go, "Well, yeah, but I'll, but I'll go watch Shohei Otani play." He's that—he's that polarizing. Right.
1: Oh, there's no doubt about it. I, I, everywhere he goes. Uh, it, it's he's a draw, and you know you, you've seen it with the superstars of the game of baseball. There's always that tug and pull. We saw it for so many years with Mike Trout. We had Albert Pujols here. Albert is a guy. You know, Albert was uh, still. You're going to go down, and and I always tell everybody, you go look at Albert's numbers. Albert's going to go down, maybe as the one of the great. I mean, one or two is the greatest player that's ever put a uniform on.
0: Top five. Top oh, I mean, ridiculous.
1: Top, top five. ridiculous. Yeah, he's there sure. with.
0: We're talking Bonds, Ruth, yeah, Aaron, Mantle. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. he's a top five. I mean, you can and you can flip those guys around a little bit. You can start yeah. looking at some numbers and maybe start popping these guys in different areas. So uh, these guys are pulled, man. They're <laughs> as you know, you've been through it. You, everybody wants a piece of you. Everybody wants a conversation with you. Everybody is is showing up to watch that guy play, and that's Shohei right now. Uh, everywhere he goes, you and I were both up at the all-star game. And Joe Hay oh. is, I mean, anytime anybody saw the red hat come out of the dugout, they started going nuts. So uh, it was impressive. And to hear that crowd up in, in Seattle screaming, you know, come to Seattle. The entire crowd was was singing that. I absolutely, I was not singing that, but uh, I heard it. It was very loud and clear. And he gets that reception every where he goes he is a guy that everybody wants to watch everybody wants to know something about shohei uh because he is he's 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 having a season that uh and he's had been having seasons that again i i don't think we will ever ever see again and as you mentioned put the bubble wrap on him because you want this to continue for a long time because it is a blast to watch
0: the seattle thing that you just mentioned uh Mark and I were both up in Seattle and, you know, it was a whirlwind five days. It was exhausting, a lot of fun. It was. But I finally got a break and it was during the game. And I and I remember when I go to the, if I ever go to a game and I don't go to many games, I'm going to see you in a couple days. I'm going to come up. Uh, Uncle Aaron, my brother's in town oh, yeah. and I'll be up Wednesday. Um, but I, I don't go to too many games these days, but when I do, I always have to have hot dogs. So I was in, I was in the I got to my seat and uh, I was up in one of the Mariner suites and I was sitting down and off like so I didn't have a view of the field. And I heard the show. He uh, chant breakout. I got out of my seat. I went up there and I watched that crowd and I went, this is unbelievable. And that's just another wild card, too. I got to see it. 2001, when Ichiro, we were teammates and it was his first year. It was unbelievable, the sure. fanfare that come with Ichiro. Ichiro probably yep. at the time, him and Sadahara O were the two biggest Japanese uh, celebrities of all time. Sure. Now I'll add Shohei to that. Yep. The people of Seattle know that they love Ichiro. Shohei grew up probably watching Ichiro. Oh. How much does that register into his mind? Like, wow, I'd love to go play where the great Ichiro Suzuki played. And, by the way, when you're talking $600 and I know everybody's not putting this into the formula, zero tax in Seattle sounds pretty good, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It always sounds good. Yeah. Uh, When they're not taking it from you, that's always a good thing. But uh, Ichiro is obviously a guy, anybody that's ever played in Japan, Ichiro is at the top of every one of these guys' list. And for Shohei, being a pitcher and an offensive player, of course, Ichiro. I remember the first time watching, you know – Ichiro still does stuff with the Mariners. He still puts the uniform on. He's unbelievable.
0: He puts his wristbands on.
1: He's got everything. (laughs) You think he's going to pinch hit at some point. You know, he's ready to roll and to watch Shohei come over and and acknowledge Ichiro's presence. It was fun to watch from the press box. And, uh, you know, and Ichiro pumped him. And it it was beautiful to see, you know, Shohei came over. And he went to, to start to bow. And Ichiro just turned around and walked away, walked the other direction. Left, Shohei was, like, just standing like, what? He didn't know what to do. So uh, it was funny to see that. But there's no doubt that uh, Ichiro was a – had a big impact on, on Shohei. You Darvish was Shohei's favorite guy growing up, though. He's talked about it. you uh, Darvish really – to me, he's he's been the one pitcher that's come from Japan that is second to none.
0: Yeah, I agree Darvish, with
1: that when he first came over it was like a different a completely different animal that we had never seen over here and it's basically what we're talking about earlier with the the that all the assortment of pitches that you Darvish came over with with the you know the 98 mile an hour heater to go with it he doesn't have that anymore still has plenty of velo but he was 98 with a swing and a split a wipeout slider a great curveball i mean he had so many different weapons to use to show against you but uh, Shohei, uh, Yu Darvish was big for Shohei. Uh he's kind of mentioned it a few times that you know how that that is, was this guy you looked up to, same size, you know, Darvish I think might be a little bit tall. Darvish might be 6-5. Shohei 6-4. Uh but you know the this the same kind of built that those guys had. But Ichiro is, is always going to be, I think you Dar anybody that comes from Japan, Ichiro is going to be always the guy. Now, does that play into that? Does that play? Right. That's what I was it? thinking. Yeah. Well, you do play. I I have no idea, you know, what rolls around in my head. I, You know, I think one of the things when he first signed with the Angels, uh, he, and we heard this through the, the fact he didn't want to go up where there was a, already a Japanese superstar that has made that legacy. He didn't want to go in and follow that. He wanted to blaze his own trail. He wanted to. To go somewhere where that trail hasn't been blazed, and I think that factored into it because the Mariners were definitely a team that I think everybody thought that were, that's where Shohei was going to end up, and uh, you know, me included, I thought that was a, a natural fit, and just you know, and to hear that kind of come through, and that was originally when he signed. Now, I think it's a whole different ballgame. Now, I think that uh, he's blazed his own trail, he's bla- very right. Well.
0: Right. He's he not it. stepping on anybody's lawn. Yeah. No, no, and, no, and, and, you and you mentioned, and you mentioned you, Darvish. He really is. I mean, you look back at what you, Darvish, has done. He's getting a little bit older now. He's had an unbelievable career. I think Hideo Nomo was the yep. first one that kind of he did. That broke the seal. And you, Darvish, kind of took it to another level.
1: He did. Definitely. I agree. Nomo, when he first came over, you know, we would never seen anything like that, and, and especially mechanically and what he was able to do playing for the Dodgers. You know, the Dodgers were always a great team. So a lot of exposure for him. Uh, yeah. He definitely opened that door to, and I think all the, the players in Japan went, wow, boy. he's doing it on the big, big stage. And everybody realizes that major league baseball is the big stage. I mean, right. uh, it's where, if you're a player playing anywhere, this is where you want to play. This is where the best of the best of the best hang out. So I, I guarantee it opens up every eye, every all the eyes when Nomo came over and really did a great job. Matsui, when he came over from an offensive standpoint, kind of really blazed that trail. He came over and did a nice job doing that. So uh, you know, th- that's a wide open door now. I think, you know, obviously players that are playing in Japan realize, you know, if I can get over there, uh, that's where I kind of want to be. And we, we've seen so many more players come over here. And uh, you know had success over here.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.